All right, we're starting a new series today. Uh, but first, let's, um, let's read the words on the screen together. Let's pray that the Lord speaks to us. O Lord, our God, you've chosen to make yourself known through your creation, your word, your son, and your spirit. Now reveal your glory to us and through us, the church. Speak to us, form us, lead us, dwell in us. Teach us today how to love as Jesus loves, to welcome the stranger, heal the sick, and care for the poor, to bear good news, build bridges, and bring your people home. For Christ in us is the hope of glory. May your perfect will prevail in us this day. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We're starting a new series today called Prophets, Priests, and Healers. Now, at Trinity, our uh, motto is that... Sorry? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Our motto is that we love God and we love people, and through these things, we change the world. Love God, love people, change the world. And uh, for the past few months, we've been talking about the love God part. We did a a couple series uh, about uh, how God loves us and how we love him back. Uh, We did uh, a series on relationships called We Are Family. That's how we love others. This series is about how we change the world, okay? Um, Now, I want to just read brief. I'm going to speak for a few minutes today, but I want to read from John 14 because it tells us something about how we do that, how we change the world. Now, in John 14, Jesus is speaking to his disciples before he ascends, uh, before he goes to the cross, before he ascends to the Father. And he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the place to where I am going. Now, the, this verse is typically uh, used to talk about heaven. It's used, to, it's used at funerals. Um, and it's the idea that, that Jesus is going to prepare a place for us in his father's house, in his father's kingdom. But that's not what this verse is about. It, it's not about where we're going. It's about what we do in the meantime. Because he says at the end, he says, you know the way to the place where I am going. And that's really what this verse is about. You know the way to this place. And Thomas says, and we don't know uh, where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus says that I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And if you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. I am the way. I am the way. And as they go on, they say, well, Lord, uh, show us the Father, and that would be enough for us. And Jesus says, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you for such a long time, anyone has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I see to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least Believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. And then he says this, I tell you the truth. Very truly, I tell you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. What is the way to the kingdom? Jesus is the way. And what is the way of Jesus? 
is to do what he's been doing. We often focus solely in, in our faith on what we believe, but our belief leads to a lifestyle, at least to a way of living. It leads to a lifestyle where we do the things that Jesus did. So this verse about uh, the kingdom of heaven and in my Father's house there are many rooms, I'm going to take you to be where, I, where my, I am. Jesus is saying, how do you get to this place? How do you get into this kingdom? By doing the things that I'm doing, by walking in the way of Jesus. And this is why, over history, the Christians have often been called people of the way. People of the way. The way to the kingdom of heaven is not to, to say yes to this belief and this belief and this belief. Check, check, check. I got all the right theology. The way to the kingdom is simply this, to follow Jesus all the way throughout your life, all the way right to the very end until you walk right into the kingdom of God with him. The way of Jesus is to do the things that Jesus has been doing. And that's important because over the next uh, several weeks, we're going to be talking about how we do that. There are three things that we are called to be. We're called to be prophets. A prophet is somebody who speaks the word of God to others. We're called to be priests. A priest is somebody who ministers on behalf of God to others. And we're called to be healers, to bring the healing power of Christ into people's lives our words and through our actions. And I want to introduce uh, Pastor John, our youth pastor, who's going to be sharing about how our youth team, we're prophets, priests, and healers in Mexico. And as we've said many times, this is not the future of the church. They are the church right now today. Amen. And they are leading us. And my prayer is that we look to them as examples of the faith. Amen. They are our prophets, priests, and healers. So I'm going to turn things over to John. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hi, everybody. What's going on? How are you doing? Oh, 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 okay. I'm very excited to be here today. I apologize. I'm a little under the weather. Please forgive me. I um, lost some weight, lost seven pounds in Mexico due to some chicken. It was good going down, and then the rest was history, and it was very painful. But I lost some weight. I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, I didn't, when Pastor Albert, when he, when he donated 2500 for the youth band, he didn't mention that to me prior to that. I was very surprised, caught off guard. Um, when we gave away the youth band, it was very much the spirit leading, and for the board, I know that um, you guys didn't get a chance to vote, but there was a vote. The youth group got the vote. <laughs> and it was unanimous. And um, I, didn't give the, I didn't give the car away. Richard gave the car away. <laughs> I didn't even give the keys away. Jeff gave the keys away. So with that said, we did it as a church. We kind of semi-followed the rules. But in the spirit of giving and the spirit of knowing who Christ is in us, we obeyed, which is my greatest desire as a Christian, is to obey him in every way, shape, and form. So with that said, instead of just talking about Mexico, which we will, talking about Ensenada, we're going to show you a little bit about, show you Ensenada in some small ways. So our first skit, come on up, it's called the backpack skit or La Monchila. La Monchila skit, come on up. Give it up for them, please.
Okay, hello everybody. I'm Timmy. Um, so this skit today is about a guy who starts off walking with God, right? He's like, all good, all chill. Yeah, he's like, hey, what's up, man? And as he's on that walk, like temptations start to like come to his life, and he doesn't know what to do. So he goes with it. And I'm tired. <laughs> um, so anger comes into his life, it just makes him angry. So he takes that weight, he puts it in his back, puts the burden on his back, and it slowly gets heavier, but he's like, okay, I can still do this. Then all of a sudden, um, sadness comes in. He's like, okay, I think I can still take this. So he always has that sad depression, puts that in his back. It's getting heavier, but he still thinks he can do it. And then partying and worldly things come to his mind. So <laughs> she's like, all right, all right, I still got this. Puts that in his bag. But it's so heavy, and as God keeps calling out to him, he keeps, no, I can do this on my own. I don't need your help. And as he tries, he, he figures out he can't know. He's, it's way too heavy. So he's on the floor. He's still calling out. He's like, no, I need it. And at the end, he figures out. He's like, yeah, I can't do this on my own. I need someone else, um, something greater than me to take this burden off my back. So he comes along. Uh, God comes. He lifts that burden and then walks with him again to... Uh, Find out his mistakes he made, I guess. <laughs> all right, so that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Awesome. I'll take the mic from you. Great job. All the skits that we have, all the skits that we did, all of the youth, they were in charge of explaining. One thing you're going to notice throughout everything that we're showing a little bit of today, everything is student-led. Every aspect of our trip is student-led, from sermons to worship. This is all about empowering our youth that they will go and create their own mission teams in the future, and they're going to lead their own teams one day. We're just giving them the tools, right? So equipping them right now. So with that said, um, we have a, a short testimony from our wonderful sister Mika. Come on up. Can we stand here? All right. um, hi. This is my um, mission trip testimony. The theme of this year's mission trip was brave. This was my first mission trip, and everything was very new and very challenging. Um, almost everyone got sick at one point, but that didn't get in our way as we served God. Being one of the youngest members of our group, in our youth group, I felt like others thought of me as the little naive girl. But God has showed me in many ways that trusting him leads to courage. God showed me through three circumstances how to be brave. My first challenge to be brave was when I had to interact with the kids at our sister church, Lucy Poder. I wondered if they would be uncomfortable meeting someone so different. It was hard to relate to them with them because of our language barrier. Although it was difficult, I started playing with the young girl. I didn't speak to her much other than asking her name. Her name was Esther, and she had a sister named Lydia. I loved them instantly, and I really enjoyed being with them. God gave me the courage to talk to them, and it ended up being a really great experience. My second challenge during the mission trip was getting sick. I'm not sure what happens, but it was probably food poisoning. I was the first one to get sick. Then everyone else got sick right when we were setting up a free carnival for the kids. Um, it was hard to see the bright side of things, but we carried on. <laughs> um, everybody pitched in to help, and the carnival went really well. It was a challenge, but we got through amazingly, thanks to God. Every morning and every night... Um, I encountered my third challenge. We attend a chapel service with a worship time. The sermons really spoke to me, and I learned about how we have to be brave. 
I discovered that in my life, God will bring me out of my comfort zone, and he will show me things that I never thought that I would be able to do. The speaker, Richard, said that you don't have to pretend to be someone that you're not just to fit in. That's kind of how I felt being around so many people who are a lot older than me. But then I felt like God was telling me that through the sermon that it's supposed to be just the opposite. I should be myself as much as I can. At the end of the missions trip, I was really sad to say goodbye to all the children there. I'm not sure if I'll be able to go again, but I really hope so. I was really happy to come home to my family and friends, but I'll never forget the first time I went to Ensenada. Although it was only a week, it felt like ages. God has shown me what happens when you choose to be brave through him. My mom was really brave to send me because she was scared for me. Life shouldn't be filled with fear, always living in a shadow, scared to do anything. But we have to trust God that he will bring you through any challenges and give you the tools and skills that you need to be brave. I'm going to end with a story that um, Pastor Richard, the speaker, that shared that really touched me. This story explains how important it is to be brave. Pastor Richard used to be a youth pastor at his church. His youth would always say to him that they wished that Jake would come to church one Sunday. Jake was a boy that was put into the foster care system. He would always go from family to family because he never wanted to get too attached to anyone. He was so afraid of being let down that he would act up and he would have to go back to foster care. When he was older, he became addicted to drugs and he and his friends would drink all the time. He got invited to church one Sunday and he went wearing big earrings and wearing a heavy metal band's t-shirt, thinking to himself that he wasn't that he wasn't going to sorry, let anyone, not even God, into his heart. But right when Richard saw Jake, he knew that he would love him. When he came, he said that he loved the band on his shirt. Jake was shocked. He attended the service, and at the end, Richard said to him that he was always welcome there. Um, he came back next Sunday, and the next, and the next. Every Sunday, Richard would stand in the doorway and greet with him with a hug. More and more, over the next three months, that hug would become less and less awkward. One day, when he was preaching, Richard felt led by the Lord to ask if anyone wanted to accept God into their hearts and that they could raise their hand. Jake raised his hand. After church, they talked about what had happened, and tears started streaming down Jake's and Richard's eyes. He had accepted God into his heart and stopped using drugs. He brought some of his friends to church and knew that his life had been bought by the blood of Jesus. Um, sadly, about a year ago, Jacob got into a car accident and he passed away. Richard met Jake's cousin at the funeral. She gave him a plastic bag with something in it and, she, and said that Jake would probably want him to have it. Inside the bag, um, Richard found the heavy metal t-shirt that he was wearing the first time that he met him. He shared his message for the funeral with that shirt on. If Richard wasn't brave enough to try to help Jake, and if Jake wasn't brave enough to open his heart to Richard, he wouldn't have known Jesus before he died. This is why I feel like being brave through God, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time, can do such incredible things. Being brave can save lives for God's kingdom. Thank you. Great job. Well done. You're a natural, just like your parents. Good job. You know, you're definitely coming back next year. Okay, we're all, we're all going to pay for your flight or whatnot if, if you're here or what. We want you to come back for sure. So with that said, our next person giving our testimony, our lovely Cassidy. Come on up. Give it up for Cassidy. Hi, my name's Cassidy. <laughs> if you didn't already know it. Um, 
In Mexico, there's a lot of things that I experienced that I've never experienced before, such as the love and hospitality of the people in Mexico. Last year, I wasn't, wasn't really attached, and I tried not to, like, I tried to ignore everybody around me and, like, not get too close in case I didn't come back. But this year, when I did come back, I started to get really close to everybody. And I feel like I found a new family in Mexico. And I've also experienced God's love for the first time. One, one of the sermons that Richard told was the one Mika shared. And I didn't get to go, sadly, because I was sick. But when she told me about it, I almost started crying. And it made me realize that no matter how late in life you start believing in God, he will always accept you. No matter what, no matter how broken, no matter how... I don't know. I lost the word. But he'll accept you. Um, some of the kids were just so happy that we were there. There was, there was this one kid named Santiago, and even though he couldn't talk much because of the language barrier, he would always show affection by his smiles and his never-ending hugs. When we went on Monday for VBS, I saw some kids that I saw last year, and one of the little girls from last year named Sarai was so happy that we were back. I almost cried when she said she remembered me. I was so happy that we were back. On this mission trip, I finally understood what it really means to accept Christ into your heart. On this trip, I also saw a lot of poverty. I realized how lucky I was to have a roof over my head and a bed to sleep in and some food in my stomach. And I realized how much I took it for granted and how much I was greedy, how much I wanted more. And this trip has really changed me. I, I was humbled to serve for the Lord. And these, these people were so thankful that we were there that it made me never want to leave. It made me want to serve there forever. And when we did the skits, the kids, the kids, their looks on their faces, they loved it. They, they couldn't get enough. Sorry, guys. I'm, like, really nervous right now, so. I've never seen such happy kids' faces. They had so much fun. I made new friends. I was able to realize that walking with God wasn't always going to be easy. In this trip, I found, I found that the little things that happened would be the most memorable. I think a little moment I'll remember forever is the day we left, and everyone was leaving. Everyone was leaving the carnival, and we had to say goodbye to everyone. So I said goodbye and when I finally got to say goodbye to Santiago, he was crying. I started crying because I realized that we made such an impact in these kids' life. They, 
They didn't want us to leave. They cared that we were leaving, and it really touched me. The fact that he was crying showed not only that he, not only that he he knew we were there for him, but that he knew we were sharing God with him, and that that really got to me. I fell in love with not only the food, but the kids there. <laughs> food was amazing, guys. But the kids were better. So I, when we left, I didn't stop crying. I cannot wait to go back. I feel the biggest moment in this trip was a sermon how he kept how Richard kept walking, walking away from God because he really made me realize not, a, not everyone's perfect. Not even pastors are perfect. So that really made me... <laughs> that really made me... That said, I, I was Ill, really able to relate to him. I was really able to connect. So, shoot. Sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm really nervous and I can't lose my face. This last week has been an emotional roller coaster that I thought would never get off. But eventually I did. Again, I can say this trip has changed my life and I will never, never get used to the ways it impacts my life. But always accept, expect, I will always expect to come home more changed every year I go to Mexico. I will continue to grow in my faith and I will walk with God in everything that I do. And I owe it all to John for putting this trip together Thank you. Um, Cassidy, I'm so proud of you. You know, being up here is really difficult, by the way. All right, and you, you were wonderful. So uh, let's give it up for Cassidy one more time, y'all. So with that said, we're going to have our next skit, our last skit for today, Everything Skit. Come on up. Let's go. Give it up for Everything Skit.
Um, as you saw in the skit, these guys are really heavy, so I'm a little out of breath. Uh, so the everything skit was the kind of the concept of Adam and Eve, where um, God brings Demi to life and breathes life into her and uh, starts showing her all the wonderful things in the world, all of the beautiful creations, and um, along the way, she encounters a variety of, of different worldly sins and materialistic things that pull her away from Jesus, and as you can see, Jesus was trying to reach out for her and you know, was confused, like, why she was choosing all of these other things rather than him, so... She goes through all these, all these things, but then she realizes that um, she'd much rather have Jesus in her life, and Jesus is better than all of these things. So she tries to go to him, but as you saw, she couldn't reach out for him because all these things were holding her back. And eventually, Jesus breaks all those barriers, and she begins to pray and trust in him that he, um, he would come into her life and take control and just be the, be the rock that she stands on. Thank you. Great job, team. Great, great job. Um, our next testimony, Brother Richie. Come on up. Give it up for Richie. Yeah, boy. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Richie. Um, I go to the Bullen Heights campus, um, and my family and I, we came back over there like sometime like this time last year um, in July, and I remember like one of the early messages we came was, was one just like this, um, and I remember thinking, man, that, that was pretty like, it's pretty cool and like neat, but I didn't really see myself like going to it the following year. Um, I was like, oh, it's cool, we do that. Um, but starting... I think, like, back in, in March, um, I tried to get a hold of, like, John and uh, talked about, like, helping out with the youth and stuff. Um, and then we didn't really connect to, like, the extravaganza. And I think I started in May, and he first told me, he's like, yeah, just keep open, like, these dates because we're going to have the, the mission trip. And I was like, okay, sure. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, it seemed like it was a long ways off. I was like, uh, still, like, two or three months. Um, and then as we got closer, I kind of got there, and I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I, f I forgot, like, I, I agreed to this. Um, and I kind of thought, like, because I'm starting a new job, um, and I coach high school football, and, like, right now, like, we're just, we're going to get into camp, and this is where it really starts, like, rev up, because you're getting ready for the season. Um, and I, I told him, uh, and I was like, man, what, what am I doing? Like, I signed up for this. And I didn't really share it with anybody except for, like, my family, but I was kind of, like, I was praying to say, hey, um, like, Lord, like, if it's in your will, let me go to this. Like, open up the, the doors, you know, open it up a way. But I was like, it's also kind of like one of those like double edged like prayers where you're like, but God, please kind of close the doors, you know, like it'd be a lot easier on me if I didn't have to like go and take the time out to, to do this, you know, I'd rather just focus on, on what I have going on um, and just really doing that. Um, but I was really, I'm actually really glad like that, that God was like, no, no, you need to, because every time like I pray, it was just like, like, I had, like, encouragement from somebody, um, either from John or um, just, like, people around us that it was, like, 
you need to go. Um, and I'm really glad that I was able to go on this trip because um, I think it was just uh, really great for me just to kind of see uh, the youth um, and everybody and just kind of, because even though I was, I was helping out, I didn't really like know everybody. You know, I'd, I'd come on Fridays and I'd come to like events, but um, everyone kind of knew each other and I was still pretty new. Um, and, and going to this, I was really able to just like, even just like in car rides and stuff, you spend a lot of time like driving to your site and everything. I got to just like sit and talk um, and get to know everybody um, and really kind of feel more like, this is more of like a family than just like people I'm coming here to like um, see and give my time to. Um, and just really coming and just being able to see like our youth, just how they were um, helping like an impact on, on the children's lives there. They just came and you wouldn't know to see them play with them that they, these were kids that they didn't, that spoke a different language or were from like a different like, they're from poverty or that um, they were in Mexico. Like they just went out there and they just, they just played with them like, like they were kids, you know, like the kids want like piggyback rides or they just want to play with balls. It was um, all the same. And that just, I think, almost had more of a bigger impact on my life than it necessarily did like on their lives. Um, and I was, it was really great. Um, and to see our, our kids kind of grow, like we did everything John said, it was like student led. And um, just kind of see like some of like the adversities, um, like for that, <coughs> the skit we just saw, like Demi had rolled her ankle. So um, we had to like sub people off for that. Um, some of the crafts, <laughs> didn't like always go like as they had planned like the kids didn't really care some of the kids didn't care as much about painting the crafts as they did like trying to paint each other um, <laughs> with paint and just like trying to get everyone to reel it in they're, they're kids you don't speak the same language as and you're trying to tell them like no we're going to focus on this and stuff um, um, just a lot of stuff and then we even we played games and uh, I was helping Dante with that and we, we tried to do dodgeball and the kids liked the idea of, of dodgeball but they didn't understand like that you need to get out. So it just turned into how like hard can you pelt like the kids on the other side with the ball. And they would they would literally hold the ball and just wait till they weren't looking and you hit somebody in the head. And like you're just blindsided by that. Um, and they, they would team up and do that and um, but just kinda like see so everybody just grow through that. Um, I thought it was it was really great and um, just uh, to see like Jesus moving through the youth. We have like altar calls and, and people go up to that um, and just like get prayer, um, and really growing that was, um, really, like, moving in my life, just some of the people, like, I didn't really expect just to see them, like, because a lot of times, like, you got to put aside your, like, pride and stuff, you know, like, these are your friends, you're, like, I'm going to go up in front of them, um, and just to say, like, you know, like, Jesus is more important to me than what other people think, or, like, if you feel embarrassed or anything, um, and I just thought that was, uh, really, like, amazing, um, and just kind of, uh, see them just, like, Really glad I'm a part of this where I can just kind of be like a mentor and uh, discipleship and disciple them and just like see a movie because really like it's, it's really easy to be like on fire, you know, when you're in Mexico. Um, but really like God calls us like not just when we go on mission trips. He's still calling us here when we're in the States and um, just to continue like keep that in our life. So I'm just really excited to be able to um, continue to help them grow in that um, and just like saying like, hey, what can we do here to, to help others and how can we continue to grow? Because it's always a constant battle just like how can I get more uh, in tune with Jesus um, but and I think it really too is just really great though just kind of like they were like we I think we like suffered together because we had to sleep on the ground um, we had to wake up early we didn't have like any electronics um, you, you had to survive without your phone um, you had to go ahead and um, you had to like go when you go places you didn't speak the language a lot of times and like you're trying to communicate, like, find out how much this is or 
how does this convert to do dollars convert to pesos, um, and even just like getting sick together, um, it just really brings people closer together. So it was just really, um, really a great time uh, for me, and just like even though it was like some of the times we're miserable, just like to come just come together and be a family, um, and just and just grow together. Um, and I'm just really excited to be part of like NGY and just continue to see where um, God like leads us and um, how He uses us. But, yeah, so thank you. God's always sending just more capable, amazing, awesome leaders to, to the youth group. Richie, we love you, man. It's, it's a blessing just to have, just for you to be a part of with us. Can't say enough good things about Richie. And he helped me do a lot of, like, jokes and pranks on the youth. So it made the trip that much more delightful. Um, one more very... Our brother Kerry wants to say something real quick, and I'm going to close this out. So, Kerry, real quick. Let's go, baby. So, um, going into the trip, I would say that uh, my heart wasn't really all there and because that um, during one of the opening nights on chapel, opening nights at chapel, Pastor Richard from APU, he talked about being transparent and being real. And I just want to share with you something that was in my heart before going to the trip was that my mother, she has a tumorous growth since um, probably she realized it in February, but it's taken almost six months now just to have the HMO um, be cleared and approved to have a specialized doctor. It's gone to the point where she has a, a size of a ping pong in her throat, and that has been weighing in my heart for the longest of time uh, during these past months, but... and the. For the trip, I, gone, I went there, and I knew that my heart had to be checked. Um, and the first message was so real and transparent that I wanted to share with you this today is that everyone can have this facade that they don't know what's really hurting inside, that they hold it inside, that nobody knows, they don't say anything. And I wanted to share with you today is that I, I trust in the Lord, and I have faith in Him. It's... Uh, but really what moved me was during um, Emmy's devotional in the morning, uh, it, was, it was at home with Martha and Mary, uh, Mary and Martha, and Luke 10 is that um, I was more of a Martha. I was really distracted and worried. I was serving, um, but I wasn't, if I knew that I was to be fed during this APU Mexico outreach, that I had to check my heart and that I... When the, when the Holy Spirit or Jesus was going to call to me, that I, sh I needed to listen, and I needed to trust and obey, and I had to just listen to his word. And that was what really spoke to me, and I'm, I'm truly thankful that I was able, given the opportunity to go to the Mexico missions with all these young uh, students, these youth that uh, were so brave and powerful and moved. And as leaders, they embrace their roles. And that's, that's uh, to lose my train of thought now. Just... That there was a song that, I'll share the other part in Roland Heights next week, but there was a song that spoke to me always, is that David Gowton, uh, Jesus used me, and that... Um, all my life is in his hands, every hope and every plan. 
And I just want to say that thank you, church, for supporting your youth. Um, thank you for uh, your donation, your prayers during our time away. And thank you for your support to Pastor John. He has given and empowered our, the youth of this church with everything he's got. And I thank you for your support. Um, Dios te bendiga. Uh, God bless. Carrie, wow. uh, Carrie, you are our, our superstar, man. Barna dude. Um, I'm gonna leave you guys with just a few words and a few pictures. So, I mean, while we're pulling up the pictures, just so you know, the when when we originally planned for the the students to lead. It was, it's really no different than in much of your workplaces. Um, at, at my job at LA Unified, we, we get in a room, we get in a boardroom basically, and we just throw ideas on the board. And we see what sticks, we see what people agree with. And for me, I'm, I'm very fortunate because I have our six juniors who are now seniors. Um, we have one who is going to be the president, or what, is it president of the drum, Chinese drum, right? The lion, that's Crystal, you can get it for her. Um, we have someone like Richard, who coaches and trains Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Give it up for him. We have, you know, we have a stage director like Lena. We have an Emmy that, um, you're gonna be, what, VP of band this year? Can we give it up just for our girls? Like, the thing is, believe it or not, what you do at work, God is very creative, and he could use it at church. Our God is very big. We do not need to limit his capacity to use us. And when we, we caught wind of that as a youth group, we said, we're going to get in a room, which we did. <laughs> we stayed in the room. We threw ideas, which Emmy was great at writing because my writing was terrible. Um, Emmy wrote all these ideas on the board. We, we, we talked about it. We, we brought up different things. And the pictures that you're going to see... This is just, it started from this one, two, three hour session we had together. And brothers and sisters, this is, these are your kids. And I know, I mean, I really need you to, I really need you to see that. If when you allow your kids to come into to youth group or, and other extracurricular activities at school, you're really building them up to be amazing people that are going to serve the Lord in ways you never imagined. Um, so I really want to highlight that component of it, because when I was there, um, I get to hang out with all these other pastors. So I stood up and I said, hey, other pastors, um, do you guys, what, how do you guys structure your mission trip? And how do you guys plan it? And no other church there has student leaders like us who took it from beginning to end. You heard um, Emmy give a devotional. This is not a coincidence. This is years in the making. Right? I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But this, is, this was our entire group, minus two. Um, Graceway Church, they came with us. We showed them the way. Um, needless to say, they were pretty exhausted and tired after being with us. But it was, it was great having them. Our youth led um, all of the worship, as you can see. We've got to give it up for JR one more time. <laughs> JR is Filipino. He does not speak Spanish. But he learned seven or eight songs in Spanish, which is incredibly hard to do. And people came up to me and after and said, 
are you sure he doesn't speak Spanish? Are you sure he's Filipino? And I said, yes, but he did all of this for the glory of God. I challenged him and I said, JR, I need you to do this. Johnny's not coming. I can't do it. You have to do it. And he gave it up to the Lord. So I can't say enough good things. Look at our whole team right here. Great job. VBS, right? Um, I can't speak Spanish. I cannot preach. I, I, I'm not particularly too keen on translation. Uh, that's not my, my go-to. I don't feel really comfortable. I think it, it ruins the flow and the pace of things. So I said, Shaden, girl, you and Kim got to take charge, and you need to preach the word of God. She got her team together. This is them preaching and sharing. They had various ways of of different learning styles of tackling the word of God and making sure that the attributes of God were preached to the ninos. So we got to give it up for them real quick. Our skit team, um, Silvana is the most animated person in our church. It's not close. Her face, her smile could brighten up any room. This is just one. I know this picture is blurry, but let's give it up for our skit team. So there's two components to this. All of the decorations that you see, right, it's a combination of our church and their church. And we got to give it up for our sister, Alina. She led all the decorations for the church. And also right here, all the arts and crafts for VBS. It was led by Bia and Mar. So let's give it up for them as well. So... Part of the thought process in, in, for me were certain verses. It's this verse. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. You know, when we go to Mexico, we love on those kids as our own. I know I am not a father and I know they're not parents either. But God in us gives us a capacity to love these kids as our own. And this PB&J sandwich, which you see, is nothing to us. It's everything to them. I want to I make that clear. This is like filet mignon to these kids. It is a very, very big deal in years past. And most churches that go, to, that go through APU, they do, not feed, I mean, they do not feed the kids, nor do they eat with them. But our church, we always eat with them, and we always feed them, because we don't know any other way than how Jesus has told us to serve and love them. So we want to give it up for that. Here is Keith sharing the last of his water to this, this beautiful child. Here we are just, this is, this is us in a nutshell throughout the whole time. A lot of hugging, a lot of sore arms. I mean, Lena, you're pretty skinny just like me, but pretty sore after. Um, our brother Andrew just giving piggyback rates. What is that called in Spanish again? Papuche, papuche. We gave a lot of papuches, all right, all over the place. Here we are. Um, at Trinity, we have something called Harvest Festival, correct? Or in the past, we've had something called Harvest Festival. In our little board meeting with our juniors, now seniors, we get together, throwing around ideas. How are we going to make, what are we going to do this year? How are we going to preach the word of God in a way that we're going to reach even more people? How are we going to challenge ourselves? How are we going to tackle something that we've never done? So we said, let's have a carnival in Mexico when majority of us do not speak the language and I do not have a vendor to call. I'm pretty resourceful. I could figure out a carnival here, no problem. But there is a very, very different challenge. 
How do I get stage, staging and sound and electricity and a generator and a jumper? How do we do all those things? God makes all things possible. And we had our own version of Harvest Festival here. Here's our worship team leading again. Face painting Monterey Park. Face painting in Ensenada. It's all the same, baby. We bring it there. Give it up for our face painting team. If you see, look at me. Just, oh, look at this guy. Just, you see me just chilling in the back? Can you? I wish I had a, that was me the whole trip. You see, I mean, I wish I had a laser pointer. Because we did such a great job prepping that I could just lounge like this on the side, hanging out while all of our student leaders did their thing. And you think it's just one picture? Watch. There's me in the back again. Have you seen the very left? That's me again. Okay, originally when I put these pictures together, I was just looking at it. I noticed, wow, I am just just resting, resting my arms. Um, This... We rented a carousel, a legit full-sized carousel. Do you believe it? How God could use us in Mexico and use the youth? I still don't quite understand how this happened, but it happened. This is the pastor, Joel, on the carousel. The last Sunday of August, he is coming to speak at, at this campus. And our youth group, we're leading worship again with his son. You got to be here for that. He's going to bring the fire. It's the first time he's coming. We want to bring Mexico here, Ensenada here. And um, Pastor Albert's gracious enough. I said, Pastor Albert, is it cool if he comes and speaks? He says, no problem. That's how supportive Pastor Albert is, especially with me and the youth group. Give it up for him. We ate a lot. Sorry, Crystal. <laughs> Crystal, Amber, and I had a powwow while eating tostadas, talking about this is so good. I can't believe we're here. This is delicious. We want more. Uh, Sorry, girl. This is a great picture. Uh, This is the other team just eating more tostadas. We ate. (laughs) Um, Richard is the champion of uh, if you dare him to do something, he just might do it. And. He did not eat this. This is not the reason why we got sick, okay? I do not encourage anyone to go about doing this. This is the very last day, just some fun. Um, I found this creepy picture of Tim and I. Um, When we're there, we tell each other some secrets. What was I telling you? I have no idea. It's really weird. The other pastor caught this picture, but this is the kind of fun that we have. This is how close we get, that I can whisper in his ear sweet things. Uh, I don't even know. We make lifelong friends. We build family. Youth group is not a social club. NGY is not just a place where we gather. We are a family, and that is it. Give it up for our family real quick. We... We stand with our hoodie ready in the dirt, in awe of God, listening to sermons, worshiping, and no better picture than this one. Look at this. God and Keith having their own God and Keith time while Sam is being creepy taking a picture. Uh, It's okay, Sam's not here. I'll tell them later. Uh, 
awesome. This trip, we all, we all need to go on this trip. Brothers and sisters, we, we all need to be a part of this trip. We all need to come along, seriously. So with that said, I just want to mention one last, can we put a song, music a little lower? Um, if you go to our webpage, and if you go to, I believe, like, I'm new here, this section, our mission at Trinity is to make disciples of Jesus Christ who are devoted to loving God, loving people, and changing our world for the better. I've been the youth pastor for a little bit over two years. And for a while, I was really trying to navigate and understand my, where I belong, where I stand, how it makes sense for me to serve this church, and it really dawned on me this trip. I am just one cog, one person that the Lord has brought to this church, and somebody has passed the baton to me, and then someone passed the baton to him, and we, as a church family, we've been discipling all together for a very, very long time. And this is how you know. Shaden and They don't know. Shaden and Emmy, they've been to church for a very long time. Many, many people have invested in you, correct? This is a picture of them at their mission trip. Um, I I, want to make this clear for our entire church. Hello? Hello? Everybody that's here, we have all discipled our girls like Shaden and Emmy together. This is a collective effort. This isn't just me or the, the staff. This is all of us. We're all in this together. We all do this together. Look at these girls as the years have gone by. <laughs> you see them growing up into women, women who love God, women who serve God, and women who lead others to God and for God. This is Trinity Church. This is the church you go to. This is the church you should be proud of. This is the church that God has brought us to. This is the church that God is worshipped in this space. Amen? Amen? Look at these girls. I think this is the last one. Trinity. You guys sit down. I just want to say thank you for believing. Thank you for having hope. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for being the first ones to bless the youth group. We, as we go, you go with us. Do not forget that. Do not forget that. We go and make disciples because you guys encourage us to go make disciples. We're in this together to the very, very end. Trinity, thank you. I can't say enough. Can I, worship team, we're going to play one quick song, and we're going to do it real quick. You're going to play Set of Fire real quick, and this is how it's going to work. We're going to do it the same way we did in Ensenada. No, no. (laughs) If possible, we want everybody to stand up and try to come as many people in this space right here. All right, set a fire. And then at the end of it, our brother Richie is going to do, you know what you're going to do, right? Yeah, you do. We're going to do what we did out there, okay, at the very end. Okay, but one, but one two, three, we're going to say, we're going to say Trinity on three. So everybody, stand up. Hey, actually, for the youth, can you go grab someone out of the crowd? Come on, get up. You've been, you're, I know your butt hurts. You've been sitting there for a while. Come on in.